You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of September 2nd, 2022. Thank you for tuning Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And, of course, starting next week on this very broadcast, you don't want to miss a minute of what we anticipate to be three or four weeks' worth of coverage from IFA in Berlin, Germany. It's the place where the industry, retailers, trade visitors, us media types, and, of course, consumers, because they're allowed, unlike CES, consumers, the general public, is allowed into IFA. That's where we all meet, for whom ultimately all the products and services are developed and produced for us consumers. So we've got a ton of interviews already lined up, and we'll be gathering even more whilst we're there, which is why you're hearing today's best of, because we're en route there and setting up for our broadcast over the next several weeks. And if you don't want to miss any of that IFA coverage or subsequent uh, shows, Make sure you subscribe to our free podcasts. And how does one do that? I, I, I hear you can subscribe anywhere you already get any other podcast because yeah. we're everywhere. Of course, you can find information on our site at intotomorrow.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast service, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Google, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. There you go. Yeah, they're all there for you. And, of course, visiting us, also sign up for our tech newsletter. Where? At intotomorrow.com. Steve in Lake Villa, Illinois, or is it Lake Villa? Lake Villa. Lake Villa, okay. Uh, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, ah, and is calling using the new Ask Dave button on the Into Tomorrow website. Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. Oh, Hi. and Dave's there, too. Oh, thanks. Hi. <laughs> I think my message got lost in the app this last time around, oh. so I'm going to try it again. I kind of invested in Google smart speakers. Uh, my wife bought me a smart screen for Christmas. I have, I don't know how many little mini hubs around the house. I kind of do a surround sound through the house so I can listen to music wherever I go. So what I was thinking was I might need a tablet to go with this. So the question I have is what tablet would work kind of in the Google ecosystem with the smart screen, the speakers. I have Chromecast, but I prefer the Roku. Thought you guys may have an answer. Hi, Chris. He only said hi to you. Well, he did say hi to me, too. I guess it's my lack of voice lately. But, boy, the the calls, the web app calls sound great. Yeah. So thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Uh, but any tablet will generally work well with Google Google's ecosystem. Even iPads can play nice with most Google services. But if you've fully bought into Google's ecosystem, you might as well go for the closest to a Google tablet that you can get. So at the moment, Google's not listing any made-by-Google tablets on their site. You can still find the old ones online, but the fact that they're not listed on their site doesn't send the best sign about the company's willingness to support them. 
tablets are not very popular anymore, so they may have just decided that it's a market segment they don't need to address directly. And since Made by Google isn't really an option for you right now, you should probably look at some of the second best to that, stock Android tablets. Mm -hmm. It's hard to truly find stock tablets that don't come with any extra bloatware from the manufacturer, but there are some uh, that might work for you. Uh, One is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S7. It's got a bright 11-inch screen, 13 hours of battery life, and it's compatible with Samsung's keyboard cases, if you're interested in that. The tablet does use a Snapdragon 865 Plus, which is largely okay, but not exactly the fastest processor around these days. You can find the Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 for around 550 bucks online. Yeah, now you can also look at the Lenovo Tab P11 Pro. It's also an 11-inch tablet with a good OLED screen. The Lenovo Tab P11 Pro has two particularly attractive features, we think. The 8,600 milliamp per hour battery and its $400 price tag, which isn't bad for a decent tablet. It's not the best around in terms of performance or cameras, but it's very good for the price. Yeah, and you should probably avoid Amazon tablets. They do run a customized version of Android, but and they're very cheap. It's not rare to find the 10-inch version for a little more than 100 bucks, but they're designed to push Amazon service from the store itself, so it's video, music, and other offerings. That doesn't mean that you won't be able to make it work if you're determined, but it'll always try to steer you towards Alexa or Amazon Music over Google's Assistant and YouTube Music, for example. Yeah, and thank you, Steve. Sorry you had trouble with app participation. Everyone who did the last two months, we knew there was a problem, and we apologize. So use the new web uh, participation. You sound great. Into Tomorrow occasionally takes an email. You know, we'd much rather hear you. It is radio, after all, and We just don't want to read emails all the time, but we do occasionally. For example, here's one from Rob. The other disadvantage to an email is we have no idea where he was writing from, how he listens to the show, or whether he loves us or not. But he did ask two questions. He says, what is the difference between a Wi-Fi booster and a Wi-Fi extender? Ah. Uh, What is a good Wi-Fi booster or extender? Garage is about 20 feet away from my hub. Thank you for any help you can give, and be safe. Oh, well, thank you, Rob. You'd be safe as well. Those terms are mostly used interchangeably, actually. They're both wireless range extenders. There could be a difference in that a Wi-Fi extender sometimes refers to a wired device that you plug into your wired network, if you have one, to extend your Wi-Fi to a place that wouldn't otherwise get it. But more often than not, they're meant to identify devices that will take a Wi-Fi network and somehow make it reach places it normally wouldn't. Booster is mainly a term for something that takes a wireless signal, boosts it, and repeats it. But there's no official definition that anyone's required to stick to, so don't worry. Yeah, now as far as good boosters or extenders, uh, most of them are either difficult to set up or difficult to use. For example, some will force you to connect to a network once you start to lose your main one. That's luckily not always the case. But those that truly extend a single network and are just standalone repeaters sometimes have compatibility issues or are a lot of work to set up. Now, the exception are uh, mesh systems like the Eero, Google Wi-Fi, or Netgear's Orbi. All of these will be easy to set up and use, but they won't be as cheap as old stuff extenders. If your garage is only about 20 feet from your hub, you should get a usable signal in there unless there's an awful lot of metal in those walls. If you mean yards, then a good repeater will probably help and a mesh system will help make your setup easier and use more seamless. Yeah, Uh, you kind of get the idea that that while there might be interchangeable, there are some advantages, obviously, especially to the mesh system. A lot of folks go in there. They can also handle more devices 
these days because we're really overtaxing all of us our wi-fi networks we might have had a computer and a phone and now we've got so many other devices including smart home devices and smart tvs and just all sorts of things smart speakers right all things that are overtaxing so absolutely try to improve your wi-fi whenever possible into tomorrow.com let's meet there LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks in advance for participating on the program, because in our 27 years on the air, you, our loving audience, make the broadcast with your questions, comments, help for other listeners, your tech rage that you share with us, whatever the case, when you participate, you make the show. And also, of course, it's an easy way to participate. These days, a lot of folks are visiting us at intotomorrow.com and just clicking on that little red microphone that says Ask Dave. And you could do that anytime, 24-7 at your convenience and participate on the program. Let us hear you. It is radio after all. And you get to or have to hear us. So we want to hear you. And again, visiting us at intotomorrow.com makes it easy. While you're there, put in your email address only in the little box that pops up and that gets you our free once a week tech newsletter where we share with you who's on the show this week. We uh, highlight a couple of calls that we're going to address their concerns. We share with you, oh, some tech news, go figure, and some hmm thoughts to make you smile. Also, prizes available this week, all the good stuff. It's always in our tech newsletter at intotomorrow.com. Our next guest founded a well-tech company that develops award-winning, user-friendly products to condition healthy habits. And boy, can we all use a little of that. The CEO and founder of a company called Obvious, just like it sounds, but spelled a little differently, hang in there, we'll tell you about it, is Ken Rosenblood. Ken, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you. How are you, Dave? And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and I'm doing very well. Uh, first of all, tell me about the company Obvious, O-B-V-U-S. Uh, I like how you spell it. And obvious.me.me is the website. Tell me about the company. Um, obvious is kind of, we only want to deal with products and whether we market someone else's or manufacture and invent them ourselves um, that meet people go, aha, 
That was a logical solution. Kind of the light bulb or the, the, the scratch of the head. Um, we're not here to make widgets. We're here to make a difference. Oh, I like that. And then in the introduction, I talked about uh, a WellTech company. So what is WellTech? I'm assuming, let me take a, a venture, a guess here, has to do with wellness and using technology to help with our wellness? Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what it's not. It's not tech rage. I've never heard that term before, but I got a kick out of when you were doing the description. You said, hey, share with us, you know, your listeners. Um, it is the antithesis of tech, tech rage, but probably came about well tech as a result of it. Um, you know, the devices that were on all day, and it's unbelievable to think that the iPhone's only going to be 16, 15 years old in June. Yeah, pretty wild. Well. It, it, yeah, it's changed our lives. And uh, I think that to date, it's helped us tremendously. I know I'm not giving up any of my tech. I'm a geek at heart. But at the same time, when you're so engrossed in it that you forget yourself to your own detriment, I think that's when it's time for well tech, technology to support our wellness, takes over. And, you know, that's the broad definition. If I think about it from a category standpoint, it can be ergonomics, such as our laptop tower stand or our desks that we have coming out or our chairs to support us while seeing those screens or staring into those screens now 14 hours a day. It can be the task management that technology provides us to say, hey, Dave, it's time to take your vitamins. It's time to take your walk. It's time to take a break, a memo, as we say, a me moment. Um, and it can also be even the connected, the connectedness that technology provides us to meet a health coach, to meet someone who understands and can help us plan our our own wellness journey. I mean, we're in a wonderful time with sensors and 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 I would call it the quantified self era, whereby people can see their heart rate. I watch my heart rate while I work. They can check their glucose is the next big one, right? Yeah. People are walking around with those things on their arms now, but I guarantee you in the next, oh, you got one. You I got do, one. in fact, the Dexcom, you, the Dexcom G6. Yep. So I monitor it because it shows up on my phone, of course, and constant glucose monitoring. And that makes a huge difference. And, of course, for diabetics, that's the kind of thing that has changed people's lives because it's not a matter of, I'm feeling a little off. I wonder if I should check my blood sugar. Oh, I got to prick another finger. I haven't pricked a finger in years because of that device. So and glad that, that you brought that up. Smaller and smaller, and uh, in the next couple of years. And I think that not only diabetics, but people who are pre-diabetic, which we know, I think it's seventy percent of the United States is either diabetic or pre-diabetic. Wow. Meaning their A one C is five point eight to six point nine. Wow. So, yeah, by all means, it's more and more people that need to keep an eye on such things as your blood sugar. And maybe you don't think about it. And that's all the more reason to not have to think about it. If technology can be well tech and keep you well, then we're doing it the right way. And I like how you contrasted that with what we call tech rage, because, yeah, we have audience members that call in frequently about things that don't work the way they thought they should. You know, here's a product they bought and it's not doing what it was advertised to do or I can't make it work right or what. That's tech rage. So if that's the case, share that with us. We'll hopefully help you through it and help other listeners. 
But instead, WellTech is almost, it sounds to me like you're not even having to think about it. It's just stuff that's helping us to stay well. And that's what technology can make a big difference for. Exactly. I mean, I think about, I hearken back to something as simple as imagine how society changed when the alarm clock was invented. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Technology, technology at the time. Our objective with our app and ultimately our own watch on Google Wear OS, um, and we work with the Apple Watch now, if you want to see and get that biofeedback like you get from your glucometer um, in real time, you can see your posture, you can see your breath, you can see your heart rate. So, you know, you're talking to the boss, the heart rate goes up, and you notice, look at that heart rate. It gets up above 90 every day at 2 o'clock. Maybe I ate too much pasta for lunch. Maybe my boss is bugging me. But your awareness of it, and maybe a reminder to do something about it until it becomes an internally motivated habit. Well, tech can do that, right? And that's encouraging because being an Android, and I do have a Wear OS watch, but I'd much rather it help me more with my health. So is that what Minder will do? I mean, it'll keep an eye on things. I mean, yeah, I can take a peek at my heart rate, and I'm a nice mellow 81 right now. Uh, But yeah, there are things throughout the day that change your heart rate for whatever reason. Traffic is a good one. How about pulling up to the gas pump? Wow! You know, that kind of thing. Um, All of those things, all of those things, we're not aware of our triggers when we're triggered. But we're but if something else comes in and says, guess what? That heart rate is up right now because gas is I'm here in the Republic of California and oh. we cracked six dollars today. Oh, wonderful. Um, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> so, um, you know, a sacrifice, so to speak, to help others, I hope yeah. leave that leave that alone. Yeah. As you would. We have so many new sources of information that are at our fingertips whether it's our blood pressure that we get from a sphygmometer, whether it's our pulse oximetry, our our blood oxygen rate. And the Apple Watch does that now. That's the little thing that you put on the end of your finger. All of these things in this pandemic world, and I don't even want to mention the pandemic, but my goodness, you can have everything that you need at home and call upon it when you need it. What we want to do with Minder is give you the place to keep that information. So if you want to see your sugar level 24 hours a day, it goes into Apple Health or it goes into Google Health. You can download it into Minder and combine it with, hey, here's my diary. Here's my food journal. Here's how I'm feeling. Minder does all of those things. Now, is this Um, something that is a piece of software that would be on our laptop or desktop or even our smartphone? How does that work? um, So right now it's on iOS. Um, We have built it on OS. That is not released. It will be built on Windows. It is built and not released. And Android will be the last. And all of these should be out in the next six months. And the idea is there's an old neurological, that's technological, right? Yeah. But there there is a black line letter rule in neurology that a great way to learn a new habit is to tie it to an old habit. So the vitamin pills, right? Tie it to the coffee. No one ever forgets their coffee, at least I don't. Um, but, but imagine if, how many times a day do you think you look at the time, Dave? 
Oh, gee, constantly, especially because I've got another interview coming up or whatever. I mean, I'm having to be clock watching. But unfortunately, I also do it at night and I shouldn't. But it's like, you know, oh, my gosh, I've only got five hours left. Get back to sleep. So, yeah, clock watching is a necessary evil some of the time, at least. It is. But at the same time, imagine if we could tie to that habit. Right. You don't even know when you do it. Maybe you just did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but when you did, you'd say, you know what? I'm going to check in with myself, too. That's the habit. I'm going to see what my heart rate's at. I'm going to see how I'm breathing. Do I need to take a drink of water? Am I thinking clearly or do I need to kind of, you know, just take a, as Americans, we always go, 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 go. Right. Yeah. We're going to work through it. Sometimes that equals diminishing marginal returns and we'd be better off taking a minute. Mm. Another another memo, right? A me moment. Another, I like uh, that memo. <laughs> yes, we think a memo is any healthy behavior. And in Minder, we give you a bunch of memos. You can go to the websites and create a memo out of that URL where you like to go because you like to work out with this person, breathe along with this person, just listen to this person. So whatever memo is right for you can be accommodated in Minder. The same way your blood glucose levels could be there. As I said, your food journaling, your check-ins. We're kind of a one-stop. This is what I want to do. These are the 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 strategies of wellness that we know work. And we put them all in one place. We're going to take a quick break and come right back and talk more with Ken Rosenblatt, who's the CEO and founder of Obvia Solutions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the CEO and founder of Obvious Solutions, Ken Rosenblood. So when it's available now on a computer, is this something that would just you'd kind of alt tab if you if you use Windows or otherwise, but you can kind of just go to that screen at any time or is it a little pop up window or how does that work on a computer? Better than that. The way it works on the computer is that will be a widget that appears on your screen. So imagine you're getting a new clock, you download the app, and it'll be a very small element right there on your screen. You, You can see the time or you click on it and you can configure your own body clock. Um, I can show you what it looks like on the mobile app right sure. now if you'd like me to share it. Absolutely, and that'll give I'll me show, a, an opportunity. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show you what the body clock looks like. Okay, and that'll um, give me an opportunity real quick to remind our radio audience to be sure and visit us at intotomorrow.com and see the video of the interview with Ken, and you'll see what he's now sharing on his screen. And check check that out. Yeah, so you can see this is my app. This is Minder, right? This is me. I move left, the ball moves left. I move right, the ball moves right. I start to do what everyone does and lean forward, and it gets mad at me. It starts to flash, and I can make it vibrate or make sound up to what I want to do. And I watch my heart rate, which just went above 90. So I have my heart rate at work set as a stress hold. When I get above 90 degree, uh, 90 beats per minute, 
because I'm on with Dave Gravelines. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm making I'm nervous. Hyped, I'm hyped up, <laughs> right? I can start a memo. And I can start a memo and let's go to mindfulness. We have different categories. And you can see that here's my breath. And the breath I like to do is called a 478. And you'll see that white in the middle vibrating with my voice. That's my breath. So I'll take a breath in and the breath gets bigger. So that's the real biofeedback. If I take a lousy breath where I raise my shoulders and I'm not breathing diaphragmatically, the ball gets small. I'll take a nice breath now on cue at 12 o'clock. Ah, I see. And I can follow the metronome, and if I want sound... So it'll even give you some sound as well as visuals to help you, in this case, know that you're breathing properly. Exactly. And you can put in any cadence, any amount of time. I'll exit that memo so your viewers don't have to watch me breathe and (laughs) the listeners won't have to see nothing. But we can schedule our memos for when we want them. But I go back to work. And now there's my body clock. And I've worn my device today for five hours and 12 minutes. I've taken 890 steps. I've been in healthy posture 83% of the time. I've had 32 ounces of water. I've meditated or had 13 minutes of mindful exercise, so to speak. Uh, And I've taken 10 memos. Those so, are the healthy behaviors. So now, Ken, when when you talk about this device is is watching you, if you're not sitting up straight or if you're leaning forward too much, what have you, is this a, a device that you're wearing that you can show us and, and that's what it's following? Or is it following your head movement? Or how does that part work? I will put this on pause and I will show you that this is my Apple Watch. Okay. And I wear my Apple Watch around my neck. Well, you need to unshare your screen because now we're not seeing you. So. Oh, I apologize. One <laughs> no. thing at a time. No worries. There we go. A tech solution. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> here we go. So okay. here's my Apple Watch. Gotcha. And I we manufacture something called the Infinity Loop, which is a pendant that goes on the end of any necklace or will provide you with a necklace. And this slides onto your watch like so. Without my glasses, I don't need glasses anymore. I've had a technological cataract surgery around my neck, and I adjust it in a way I can go. And, of course, if I want to wear it on my wrist, I can wear it on my wrist. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret, Dave. What's new for us is we can do this with the earbuds now, and we're bringing that out in the next four to five weeks so that you can wear your Apple Watch on your wrist, put your hands across your belly, and get your breathing as I showed you, but wear your ear pods in your ears or your, your AirPods and get the head movement. And this wow. is the most subtle of posture moves. It works beautifully. We're very excited to bring it out. And then, of course, we'll be bringing out our own watch um, in the next. We're going to start taking uh, crowdfunding on that in the next four weeks um, that will really easily come out of the wrist worn mode like a camera lens click click put it in the pendant around the necklace and away you go or we also have a clip that you can wear and i actually carry my apple watch as a pocket watch wow i don't i don't like to wear a wristwatch when i'm walking i keep it in my pocket it traps my tracks my steps more accurately than wrist worn because (laughs) you know wrist worn creates a lot of we gesticulate 
Yeah. And when we do, there's a lot of false positives, and we all know the friends who go like this while they're walking and, you know, getting extra steps. Yeah, that, that's usually how I get to my 6,000 steps a day, is I'm always yelling at staff and, you know, using hand gestures. Uh, but, uh, yes. <laughs> but now, so then I'm, I'm assuming that you make everything so that all the obvious products uh, and services are able to work together nicely. They, they play nicely together. Yes, So you can have all the awareness you want about your posture, but if your eyes are not up, if your monitor is not up, if your laptop is not up, and your hands are not free to find the proper level with a 90-degree bend in your elbow while working at a keyboard, all the the, the apps and ergonomic gear um, you can find or go after is not going to do you any good. You're going to end up like this. Yeah. I have, I have a funny picture I'll share with you after, but you know, this guy's got $5,000 in ergonomic stuff and he can't see the screen. So, <laughs> I, so he's like this in his fancy chair. So the idea is, is that lesson a, you got to see the screen, get your glasses if you need glasses. And then from there, try to stack up against gravity, get your feet on the floor and know that you got to change your posture. You got to take your breaks. You can stand. You can kneel. Um, we actually are the distributors of what I consider an obvious solution. We don't make it, but it's custom made for us. It's called the Hag Chair, and I'm actually on one. But the beauty of this chair is it forces you to sit up straight. You can change your position, and now I'm sitting backwards. And I can put support on my arms. It goes up to stool length. So if you want to sit at a bar, um, it really is a chair that kind of forces you to to take your next posture because your healthiest posture is your next one. Uh, There's, it's like golf. There's no such thing as perfect here. Yeah, right? I hear it's you. It's about movement. And Ken, I wish we had more time because clearly there is more to share with us. So we've got to get you back on again pretty soon. Ken Rosenblood is the CEO and founder of Obvious Solutions. Keep up the good work. Keep us informed as to when these other devices are available. Uh, we'd love to test a couple and talk more about them on the air, but we'll get you back to, to do just that. Everything we bring out, we are going to come to you, Dave, and we have a new product a month for 2022. Ooh, I love it. Ah, it's exciting. So by all means, we'll be standing by. I'm Dave Graveline. We're back with much more as we bring you further into tomorrow. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Then thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066. For as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again. While you're enjoying this week's best of, it's because we... 
that would be me, Chris, the team. We're traveling to Berlin, Germany, and or, depending on when you're hearing this, setting up for the next three or four weeks' worth of broadcasts from IFA, this huge trade show with the latest innovations in consumer tech and home appliances. And while we don't normally cover a lot of home appliances, we're certainly going to be keeping our eyes peeled in Berlin for new innovative home appliance tech. Well, there's definitely lots of tech in home appliances. These oh, days. yeah. I mean, sure. you know that from the last several appliances you've purchased for your home. That's true. Everything is Wi-Fi enabled and tells me when it, when it's finished or over or preheated. Because or, we all need a dishwasher that can be started by Alexa. Well, <laughs> we all do, just yeah. like my microwave as well. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Terry in Carthage, Missouri listens online and we love you for it, Terry, using the free Into Tomorrow app to join us. Hey there. To Dave, Chris, and uh, Cameron. Y'all do a great job. Enjoy the show. Well, thank you. I've got a question for you. I've got a ring security system that when I depart my house, if I set the alarm on the keypad, it tells me I have 45 seconds to exit. As soon as I open my back door, the alarm goes off before I can exit. I can't figure out a way to get past this. The only way I can do it is to arm it after I leave the house with my remote. And it won't to let me come into the house and disarm it. I have to do everything remotely. If you can give me some answer to this, I would appreciate it. Well, Terry, the first problem is you're using Ring. <laughs> I mean, that's my opinion, but most of the Ring stuff we've played with and experimented with just doesn't work as effectively. The only thing worse is uh, what, have, what have we played with lately, too? Simply Safe. Oh, Simply Safe. It simply sucks. <laughs> so, yikes. But the arming delay, Terry, on ring security systems is configurable, and it can be set to anything from zero to 180 seconds. If the 45 seconds yours is currently set to are not enough for you to make it out or make it in and disarm the alarm, then you can open the ring app, and you do the following. And again, we'll have all this for you in our show notes at intotomorrow.com for the weekend of 3.18. But just tap the hamburger menu, of course, the three lines on the upper left side of the screen, then go to settings. From there, you go to modes. Yeah, and then you can choose between home and away. Now, since you're trying to change the settings for when you leave the house, select away. Then tap on entry delay and enter the new delay you want to use. Obviously, you can otherwise continue to use the remote if you prefer. Yeah, and of course, that's assuming that's the main entry exit door. Right. Because that might be the issue, yeah, too. And you may have to, you know, you may be able to go into a zone specific and set this zone as an entry zone, which right. will then have that delay applied to it. Yeah. Terry, let us know how it works out for you, and we'll dig deeper if we need to. Cutis in Ridgecrest, California, listens online at intotomorrow.com. Hey there, welcome into tomorrow. Dave, what I'd like to hear you from you is a sort of how can you contrast the collapse index? I know CES was, I think, just money. But the current problems at CES hopefully are only only COVID. And what do you think are the chances that CES can recover? Well, I like how you say only COVID. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if CES can recover in the long run. We'll see. But it is an interesting question, Cutis. Uh, for our listeners who might not know, Comdex was a huge computer convention held in Las Vegas every year. Uh, we went to it several times to broadcast from in the late 70s up until 2003. For many years, it was the big daddy, if you will, with many people feeling that it was 
a more important show to the industry than CES. We even broadcast our show, as I mentioned, from there the first several years that we were on the air. Yeah, and around 99 or 2000, major companies like Apple, IBM, and Compaq uh, began pulling out of Comdex to hold their own corporate events, which is a trend that still continues today. That, combined with changes the organizers made that allowed bloggers and anyone who declared themselves legitimate media to attend, mm. started a downward spiral. Yeah. We've noticed that same thing even with CES the last several years. Oh, sure. It's like, you know, everybody qualifies as press. Oh, you're a blogger? And yeah, yeah, I have my three uh, siblings listen to my podcast. Oh, well, come on in. Yeah. Well, come on. You know, that's part of the downfall as well of CES. Yeah. Um, Comdex uh, went from 2,500 exhibitors and 225,000 attendees at its peak to just 500 exhibitors and 40,000 attendees in its final year in 2003. Ironically, that's about the attendance we saw at CES this year, if even that. Yeah. I don't even, they claim about 40,000. I don't see it. I yeah. mean, we were trying to count ourselves and we could use both fingers and both feet. Uh, I would assume that CES would have rebounded better if there hadn't been a new COVID variant making the rounds at the same time, and that it will rebound better, we think, next year. Now, having said that, they didn't put on a show for two years, and no one really missed it, which is really interesting. So the show may have proven itself to be less useful and necessary than CTA, the Consumer Technology Association, would have you believe and would like us to believe. So we'll see. But stay tuned. We are going to be at IFA. In Berlin, where tech is back. In person, huge show. They've got a whole bunch of exhibitors already attending and a whole bunch of us media already registered. Join us because it is open to the public. The cool, into tomorrow, hot summer giveaway. Oh, yes, indeed. It certainly does relieve stress because we're adding more new things. Check out the post at intotomorrow.com. But we've got goodies for you when we hear you on the air. That's the key, such as... Speaking of keys, the Casio CTS-1000V keyboard that can speak words. Oh, aren't you clever. That's yeah. worth 450 bucks. How about the $1,500 Denago 48-volt electric bike from bike.com? Awesome. Bluejour provided several of their Cube Mini PCs with a unique design, valued at seven hundred and fifty bucks a pop. They're really cool. Obvious Solutions has their Minute Minder, that Minute Minder, no, their Minder laptop tower stands, and they sent several of their Minder portable folding Bluetooth keyboards. You might want to snag one of those. Sanjean has provided several RCR forty AM FM Bluetooth digital clock radios. Oh, they're pretty neat. There's they're valued at one hundred and fifty bucks for a radio but it's got lots of cool stuff. Hampton Products International will make your home even smarter than it might already be with their security lights with cameras, their power strip and surge protectors, pan and tilt indoor cameras, floodlight bulbs that are adjustable, and all kinds of other goodies. All you have to do to win is participate by letting us hear you on the show. Use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com, hit that message to studio button on our free app, or call 800-899-INTO. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? 
Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. hope you're enjoying some cool calls, interviews, other information that you haven't heard on the show previously, while we are headed to Berlin, Germany for our coverage of IFA. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the internet. For more information, visit StreamGuys.com. And while you're online, visit us at IntoTomorrow.com. Joe in Gladewater, Texas, listens on 97.5 FM KTBB. And we love you for it, Joe, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. I just had an iMac 27-inch die on me. The screen still works, but the hard drive is toast. Oh. So I'm buying a new M1 uh, 24-inch was wondering if I could use the old iMac as a monitor. It would be cool to have 24 inches on one side and 27 inches on the other side. What great view I could have of my work. You see, who says size doesn't matter? I don't blame him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joe, the answer is yes and no. 27-inch models from 2009 and 2010 can be used as an external display. Apple used to call the feature Target Display Mode, and it worked by connecting the iMac to a laptop or other desktop via the mini display port. Now, there are two things that will likely keep you from being able to do that, though. First of all, an operating system is required to do it. Uh, in particular, it needs to be Mac OS High Sierra. So you'd need to get a hard drive for your old machine, try to find High Sierra, and install it. Oh. Given how cheap regular monitors are, that may just not be worth the hassle. Uh, second, and most important, it won't be compatible with your new generation iMac. Apple supported the feature during the decade between 2009 and 2019, but newer iMacs can't use your model as an external display anymore. And now if you still want to have a 27-inch external monitor, you can find them for as little as about 150 bucks. So it may still be something you can do if it will help you be more productive. Let us know what works out for you, and we wish you well, and I hope it'll work. But you got to try. Yeah. Jack in Lakewood, New Jersey, listens online and is participating. We love you for it via the Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Jack. Called you a few weeks ago about uh, a remote control that was not working on RF, only on IR, and, you know, for Optimum, and uh, basically told me it was out of luck. I was out of luck, but I want to just call you to tell you that I found a way. Universal Remote makes a a remote control, I think it's called a MX450, which allows it to transmit in IR, in RF, and convert into IR, and that did work. So, uh, so that does work, and uh, I just wanted you to know. Well, thank you, Jack. I love it when a listener actually calls back and tells us what they ended up being able to do. Sometimes we're able to help, sometimes not, uh, sometimes not as efficiently, perhaps, as we'd like, but glad that that worked out for them. And glad that you shared that with us. It'll help other listeners as well. Sign up at intotomorrow.com. 